Hello, everybody. Here I'm there to talk about Anchor. It's one of the best podcast uh, platforms that you can you can uh, go on. You can put all your podcasts on Apple, Google, any place. Any place to put up your podcast, you could all do it in one place. Anchor has all the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. And you can distribute any of your, your podcasts on any platform like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you know, Anchor, Stitcher, iHeart, everything. It's everything you need you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. And let me tell you, I have had great experience with Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. That is Anchor FM to get started today. Welcome to Cindy Joe's show. I'm Joe. I'm Cindy. And finally, we are talking about a real franchise, unlike that pea brain franchise across the street at Comerica Park. But that was last segment. If you missed the last segment, go back and listen to that because, you know, I had a lot to say about that entire team. I'm surprised you're even getting on credit for being a team. Well, you know, I could say a lot of things. They're more like a peewee team. It's pretty bad. And by the way, they, they, I think they did lose to Pittsburgh tonight. Of course, of course they did. <laughs> Some flea bag franchise. Now, unlike Alavila, we actually have a, a respectable, genius, good-looking man as our general manager of oh, Detroit. I know. Gosh, he, yes, he that, is. That's, that's his, I knew. I knew I was playing to you. <laughs> Cindy has a really big crush on. Mr. Stevie Y. Oh God, it's it's not even a rational crush but you anymore. Gotta, you got to join. It's totally you, irrational. You got to join the, the the club because I think he's got a lot of those people in this this town. Of course he does. He's beautiful and he's brilliant. See, it's the same thing women appreciate about men that men appreciate women. Women appreciate women or men appreciate women who are beautiful and brilliant, mm-hmm. and we appreciate the same. So of course, all there's a huge lineup crowd um, of women admiring and wanting to spend time with Stevie Eichmann because he is both beautiful and brilliant. Inside women's talk, inside the women's mind presented by <laughs> Cindy Berry. And most women would agree with me, if not all of them. I'll, I'll take it. So, so Steve Y. Stevie Y sent Jeff Lashell packing. I don't care that he didn't renew the contract. That was all for shits and giggles. It's my turn. I'm so glad. See, I didn't bring it up first, but I was going to. Who said it? Who said it last week, Joe? And I've been saying it and saying it and saying it. It is time for Jeff Lashley to go. I told you last week that my man was going to make the command decision, being the leader that he is, and he knew he needed to let Jeff Lashley go. He did it. He did it with class, grace, style, and dignity as he does everything. And you were wrong. I was right. You were like, he's not going to let him go. I said, I'm telling you, Stevie Y is going to make a command decision. He is going to release Jeff Blaschel. Who was right? You Just were. Saying. Okay. Yeah, Jeff Blaschel got sent through a cannon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Blaschel did a really, really nice job with the roster that he had. The, the whole, he inherited a lot of mess. He dealt with a lot, as Stevie Y said, a shit show. And he did the best with it. Now it's down to the next person. And there's just a couple names that I want to bring up to you, and you could say yay or nay or no. Hell no. Okay. So the first name is Lane Lambert. So, or Lane Lambert. 
Lambert. Lambert or whatever. Lambert. Whatever. French. Whatever. He was once. Long Lambert. He was once. Gotta get the French. He was once Stevie Y's roommate. Yes. He played for the Red Wings. He is on Barry Trotz's staff. He's been Barry Trotz's right hand man. You know that's who is your man? That is I your love... man. If if we're gonna have a a, a GM crush, a, a man crush, a coach crush, yeah, that's yours. Okay, I, I, Barry Trotz is one. Mm-hmm. Um, John Cooper second. I like I like John Cooper a lot. Mm-hmm. You could tell that he was a lawyer. Just saying, the way he, the way he talks and everything, like he seems like he could like. He could sell blood to a blood bank. And then uh, I like Mark Sullivan of the uh, the Penguins. I do like him. He's he's very straightforward and he's like, he's all serious and everything. Well, given what Stevie has said in his presser recently on what he's looking for in a coach, do you think that Len Lambert uh, fits the bill? If you were to look at a coach. Which, let's, let's talk about, Stevie Y said, what is he looking for? He's looking for someone who's demanding. But in a calm demeanor. But a calm demeanor. And there's no person that he's learned that from other than Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz is the ultimate calm demeanor. But, like, you know he means business behind the bench. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he straightened out Alex Ovechkin to play defense. That's how that's how straightforward he is. I don't know why Washington thought they could not keep him or whatever because he had that team humming. You know, Nashville got rid of him too, and now they got some – Dumbass behind the bench called John Hines. See, that's what you want to avoid if you're a Red Wings fan. You want to avoid the John Hines, Jim Hines, or whatever, whatever the bald dude's name is. Hines, John Hines. I don't know. Hines fifty-seven. All, 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 all I know, all I know is he's a, he's a, he's a, he's bald. He he makes bad coaching decisions and he's just awful. And like you know, like people have said with Blashill, he doesn't make game game adjustments. That's that's high. So that's what you want to. That's what you want to avoid when you're looking for a coach. Mm-hmm. You want you want to get someone like like a guy who is like Stevie Y said, calm demeanor but demanding yeah. because you should really not be best friends with your coach. He should be you know someone that you you know can get you going. Because I think that's something that Blashill kind of struggled with was not being as demanding. He was too quiet. He was a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? He was too nice. Right. Too accommodating. And and, and he, some and sometimes you have to be mean to these guys. I mean, Dwayne Casey in, in for the Pistons. He's not the. He's not this. He's a calm demeanor, but he's demanding. You can tell he's demanding. Well, they, it, it's a matter of what they're demanding, and and I think that's where Stevie was going with this. And you've got to have. <clears throat> A coach who is going to demand excellence, and I think he sees that because he had that coach in Scotty Bowman who Absolutely. was demanding, but with a quiet demeanor. And if you're looking for a coach, that's exactly what you want. I think Lam- Lane Lambeer uh, really fits the bill to that because he served under Barry Trotz. He's really he's really been you know Barry Trotz's right hand man, you know, uh, because he's been with Barry Trotz for years. But you know, just because that's who he is his understudy, or is you know, just because that's the case, does not mean that he is going to adopt his um, demeanor or he's going to adopt his style. So I really don't know, and I don't think any of us are in a position to know enough of Lambert's style to make the call as to whether or not that's what Steve is looking for. Well, However, I got this quote from Matt Martin, the Islanders forward. He goes about. 
Lambert, Lambert, uh, Lambert, Lambert. Yeah, he goes. He's extremely detailed. You never go into a game not prepared because of Lane Lambert. And I like that because that means that he's he's he he's he thinks all the, he thinks thoroughly through the game. Another guy who um, who is mentioned in this article is Travis Green. He was the Canucks coach. He was let go last year. I mean, let go this year because he basically didn't um, coach up to the way that the Vancouver Canucks thought they would. I don't like that one at all. Mm-hmm. They have Jim Montgomery, an assistant coach for St. Louis Blues. He was fired in 2019 for unprofessionalism. I don't think they're going to hire him either. Uh, there's one guy that I think that could could fit the bill, and this is a guy Stevie White hired in the AHL. Mm-hmm. Head coach of the Syracuse Crunch, Benoit Grew. He is. Uh, he was hired to the Crunch in uh, 2016, 2017. When yeah, I was that there. doesn't work for me. I got to be able to pronounce the guy's name. Well, that's <laughs> I one. need a coach. I need a coach with the. See now, Jeff Blaschel was easy, and you know why? Because you know I'm married to a Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, it was easy for me. I mean, there's co- there's a couple college coaches like David Carl, Carlisle, um, yeah. the Denver University coach. You guys, you obviously the Rebels have a couple Denver prospects. Um. You have Roger uh, Weinberg from the. He's a head coach of Orlando, which we have a lot of players that came from Orlando, from yep. Swedish league, hockey league. I mean, the, what what reality is though, you're looking for the best coach to coach his team, and guide them to a better record than they had last year. And I think that in order to do that, I don't think he's going to find it in the college ranks. I think he's going to have to stick with the pros. Um, and he's gonna have to look for somebody in the NHL. So you know what's in, you know what's interesting about uh, CBY when he made these hires though. What's that? He's hired two guys. He hired got uh, Guy Boucher, who uh, was early on Tampa Bay coach, mm-hmm. and he hired John Cooper. Do you know how many games coach they had in the NHL? I'm guessing not many. Zero, both of them. But did they come from the A? Well, John Cooper did. Professional ranks. John yeah. Cooper did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, college is is it's just up there. I mean, like you have college coaches that come up to the NHL. Some of them do well, and some of them don't. Um, you know, you'd have to look in to see who is a college coach that has done well. But you know, I, I, for me, I'm just looking for a guy like kind of like a, a John Cooper. I'm looking for a guy like uh, Mike Sullivan, Bruce Cassidy. You know, those guys are very, very detail oriented. And they always seem to play, push the right buttons at the right time. You know, that's one of the things that separates a good coach or a manager. And like in baseball, you got AJ Hinch. He just knows when to press the right buttons. Now, obviously, he's not pressing the right buttons, but that's because the general, <laughs> yeah. the general manager's an idiot. Anyways, back to our talk. Right. You have to find a guy who can press the right buttons and get the boat most of the team. That's one of the things that Blashell lacked was pushing the right buttons and trying to find the right cohesiveness mm-hmm. and uh, that's one of the things that he lacked now if you're looking you know you if you look at uh like the Canucks you know they they, they had Bruce Boudreaux that they hired late in the year and they basically pushed for a playoffs I mean that's things that could happen when you get a new coach you know a coach that really has respectability in the room well and I think that's exactly and I was just about to say that um that I think Steve is 
going to have to bring somebody in who's got a ton of credibility and he's going to have to pay for him because he's kind of got to wait cheap with Jeff Blasha for all these years. And I think he's going to have to ante up some bucks and bring on a coach who means business. He's got to bring in somebody who's got some credibility because this team needs that. They need to have somebody like a Scotty Bowman to come in there and give them direction and someone who they are going to take direction from. Okay. And it's got to be somebody who's got some rings. I don't know who they're going to get, to be honest with you. I'm looking at the available coaches and I'm not so sure that I think perhaps he's going to have to look for somebody who maybe is not so obviously available or maybe quietly go about it. Maybe someone who's quietly looking for a move, but I think he's got to pick up somebody who's got some rings and he's got to pick up someone who's got some respect when he walks in that room because these guys have been basically coaching themselves uh, we with their, with their, their big brother, uh, Jeff Blaschel, for a while. They need a dad to walk in there. They need some dad juice to walk in that room, and they know that they better perform. I, I'll go with Lane Lambert. I really will because I think, I think being with Barry Trotz, he knows how to do, he knows how to do the things that – he knows how to push the right buttons. He's detail-oriented which means he knows what he's doing. He pushed the right buttons. I think if he if he stays with the method that Barry Trotz uh, shows, you know, the calm demeanor, the demandingness to play defense through. That's one of the things that Stevie Y mentioned was, you know, that defensive pairings weren't great, but they need to play better team defense. And that's what he's, I think he's going to be looking for. And that's why I think he's going to bring Lane Lambert on. Uh, I'll tell you, you know, I like, it, you know, there was some talk about whether or not Steve would look into bringing back uh, one of the old gang, possibly Larianoff or possibly Sergey. Larianoff is not coming back. Correct. Better so, off is not coming back. Well, I see. The, I, I, I just, I got to burst this bubble for people. You're not getting Fedorov. You're not getting Larianoff. You got to go with the coach who. It's much easier to coach in the KHL than it is to coach in the NHL. Talking about the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. You got in my opinion, you have to find a guy who has been around NHL talent, whether they're an assistant coach or they're a college coach or they're an AHL coach, and you have to find the right guy who has who who has been in that room and has, you know, dealt with the egos of some of those players. And he knows how to get around it. That's what I think. I think, you know, Fedorov would be nice, but, like, if, I don't think Fedorov is coming here. I don't think Larianov is coming here for sure. Like, I just think that – I think with Stevie Y, he's going to be looking for a guy who is defensive detailed. I think Lane Lambert hits that button right on the hook. Well, I think the fact that Steve knows him – He's got a relationship with him already. Steve likes to bring on people who I think understand him too um, and who he feels that he can have, um, you know, those candid conversations with without all the other stuff getting in the way. Um, and also I think, you know, he, he, he understands chemistry and the need for that. And he's got to have somebody he can work with. So I think there's probably a good possibility of that I think from those perspectives it, it, it fits the bill and I'll be honest I really do think that Steve already has somebody in mind 
When he oh, made, no, no doubt. He, he already knows who he when wants. He, when he when he made that no decision, doubt. when he made the decision, he already, yeah. he already had a short list. Yep. Yeah. And I think he knew exactly who he wanted too. And I think he was signaling uh, who he wanted. So um, we'll just see now if he can get him. And now, now, now we were talking. Now, as we move on from the coaching circle, we move on to the roster. Obviously, the roster has to get better. So I have two signings that I would make if I was Stevie Y, and you have two signings that you would make. Yep. One of the signings I would make for the forwards is Johnny Goudreau, because I think that he would be absolutely splendid with uh, Larkin. Um, I think you put Raymond on that line. That could be a that could be a that could be a hell of a line to deal with. I mean, and then it pushes Veranda down to the second line, Pertuzzi down to the second line. So you have two good uh, lines, and then you fill in a center with maybe like a, a Trochak or something, or a Kadri, or a Bergeron. Maybe Bergeron comes up and plays good. And then my defensive guy I would go after would be John Klingberg. He's a young guy. Both these guys are young. Mm-hmm. Both of them are young. Both of them come into a young dressing room, but they have experience, you know. I would love John Klingberg as a as a defenseman on the second pair after Sider. Maybe pair him up with a a guy like uh, a left handed shot who could who could draw well with them. I don't know. They're gonna have to figure out who the left handed shot would be because maybe Jake Wallman. I think I like Jake Wallman a lot, but I really do think that the 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 Red Wings are gonna go get a forward and a defenseman in this in this free agency period. I think he's I think Stevie Y is gonna be the most active he's ever been in the free agency. Well, I think he has to be. I really do. Because he's got some serious needs that he has to get filled if he really wants to make and, and now's the time with a coaching change coming on and also that new coach is gonna have a lot to say about who Steve picks up in free agency. And I'll tell you, um if I'm going with the defenseman and we're talking about kind of like who my dream, you know, we're talking about who my dream signings would be. I think we would do well to pick up PK Subban um, from New Jersey. Uh, he's a right-handed defenseman. Uh, we need a defenseman. We don't have a lot of right-handers. I think Ronick is one of our only right-hand shots um, on defense. And, you know, I think he's hit or miss. I think PK Subban could um, assist with that. I think he'd also be, um, an interesting fit, uh, maybe on, you know, um, possibly with Mo Sider, uh, what PK Subban is somebody that, that I would go after. Um, now he's expensive, but that's the problem. Uh, so I think you're not going to get him cheap. Okay. Cool, and man. he's getting older. Who is cool. Subban? Yeah. He should come at four and a half million. Well, you know, he's getting older too. And I don't know, I don't know if he can get him at four and a half, but, um, and I, in two, I don't know if he's going to be looking for a long-term contract. Don't know if it'll work, but we were talking about before the show, Joe, we're not talking about what is going to work or what's, but what would our dream that, that what I think would fill a huge hole on defense. PK Subban, uh, tested, proven. I think he's somebody, something that, uh, would be also put butts in seats, sell some tickets. I think he'd be a great Red Wing. Um, if we're moving on to forwards, um, you know, my dream is I wanted a goalie, but I got to tell you, I'm looking through and I just don't see options for a goalie. I think we need to try to do that. I said that before, but I don't see any goalies I like in free agency. Um, so let's talk about a forward since you did a forward and a defenseman, mm-hmm. I'll do a forward. Philip Forsberg from Nashville. Um, 
right-handed left winger or yeah, right-handed left winger. Um, he's 27. He's still got quite a bit of playing time left, but he's got enough time in. Uh, he's again, uh, doing, I, I think he's reliable. He's, um, one is, uh, let's see how many points per game. 1.22 that works. Again, uh, now he's at, at a $6 million salary right now. I think that is a guy that we could pick up for four and a half um, or four million. If we can pick up Subban, if we could pick up Subban and Forsberg uh, in a package deal somehow for 10 million or less, I think those are two phenomenal additions that the Red Wings could pick up and would help fill a couple of the holes and give Steve some flexibility and the new coach some flexibility with possibly releasing some of these other guys that we've had hanging around the roster in my mind a little too long that haven't developed. I think Forsberg would be a great addition to the team. Only problem with Forsberg is sometimes he's a he's a little bit of a free roamer. Uh, what is a free roamer? Free roamer is when a guy doesn't like to play defense and he likes to, you know, he likes to play this okie game where he, he wants to play when he wants to play. It's the only reason I don't like Phil Forsberg. I mean, I watch him with Nashville, and he's a great player, but sometimes when he's not on his game, he's one of the worst uh, defensemen. Like, the defend the uh, four, he's one of the worst forwards that play in defense. Mm-hmm. You got to have five forwards. You got to have three forwards that play, like to play defense because that's how you win. That's how you play championship hockey. Well, I think that any of these players and, and that we've the, talked about and, and would about, be an improvement over and, what we've got, and we'll fill some. And the thing about PK Subban is, you know, he yeah, he's older, but he likes he he can shoot the puck from the, the you know the point. Good guy to have in the power play and everything, but in his defensive end, he's a little bit he's a little bit aggressive. So sometimes he'll get a little bit of a a play where it should be easy. And he makes it look a lot harder than it is. Gets caught out of position. And, um, you know, the reason I like Johnny Goudreau and I like Klingberg is Goudreau, the one thing that the Romans need to have is puck possession. I think he helps out with the puck possession. Same thing with Klingberg. They both help out with the puck possession. That's one of the things I'm looking for because I think – and if you had to give me another guy, I would what sign to be Trochak as another guy who could play puck possession – I, I just need my guys to play puck possession. I need I need more more guys that are going to play the puck and and keep the puck and, and and not make stupid passes. You know, might not make this cross ice pass that's not going to make it to the the, the other side. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of Domestikov, when he he threw that pass to to a uh, a guy like Sidney Crosby on a breakaway. That was fun early in the season, but <laughs> I mean, it's just it's those those little things they add up. You can't really put. Um, you got to be smart with the puck. That's one of the things that I I value the most. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not smart with the puck, you're not gonna you're not gonna win. Yeah. And I looked at this 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 Rubbings team, and you know when Larkin when he got hurt after the All Star break, you 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 started to see that like if Larkin wasn't a hundred percent that team was toast because they had no other people that could possess the puck. I mean, Bertuzzi is another one, but you need six guys that can possess the puck on your top two lines. Yeah. 
I mean, you look at the you look at the playoffs like Tampa Bay, right, or Toronto. Like, look at their first two lines and go, that's what you got to deal with. You know, for the first time ever, you've had eight teams in the Eastern Conference playoffs. All of them are over a hundred points. That's what you're dealing with. These these teams are really built to win, and they're built to win now. They got a lot of young talent. It just it's hard for Stevie Y because he's dealing with a very, very difficult situation because not only is he, you know, rebuilding this team, but he's rebuilding this team in, in, in a, in a really tough division. I mean, you got, you got four good teams in this, divi- this division mm-hmm. that could absolutely like just roll. You know, you got Florida, Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs, you have a team like the Senators that are on their way up. You got a team like the Boston Bruins. You got a team like I mean, even though Montreal wasn't thing, I think they're better than their record showed. It's that's a t- it's a tough division. So the, the, I, if I was looking for someone, it'd be puck possession because I think that's the biggest issue with the Red Wings right now. Well, I think and for those reasons and more, he needs to bring in some known quantities. Uh, he needs to bring in people who are guys who are going to be reliable, guys who are proven. And, you know, the thing is, though, we don't know what this new coach is going to do. You know, he might, they might shake the whole thing up and change the whole program. And now, you know, you're in a totally different environment because you've got a team that looks nothing like what you've got right now. So who knows how many wholesale changes they're going to make here. Um, it could be they're not looking to fill holes. It could be they're looking to totally restructure and, and re and make this team look entirely different than it, it does right now. I will say one thing, though. I think that a coaching change could benefit the following players. Rasmussen and Valena. And I think that's the two people that would really benefit the most because I think under Blashill, they didn't really – they didn't really develop enough. I mean, Rasmussen is starting to come around. He's, he's starting to play good hockey. But Valeno needs to get on the next level. Well, you may as well throw Zadina in there with those guys, too. Uh, Zadina is starting, starting to get up there. Zadina, well, the problem with Zadina is... I don't think they're going to keep Zadina. I'll be honest with you. I, I, don't think, I wouldn't be, I don't think I wouldn't be shocked him. if he was, he was put in a trade. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see him stay around. But I think Zadina is going to be, be a guy that they keep. Because I think he's he's starting to show that he's he's... He's ready to play now. Like I think, I think we put him in too too early. I think you know, Zadina's got a. If he's on the third line, and he's playing with a guy like Bergeron or a, guy, a third line center who can get him the puck, I think that could really help. I think when he was on the line with Larkin, he played a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think you just need to get him a guy who can get him the puck and. He's still learning because you know when he was in the the uh, the league that he was in, he wasn't there wasn't really a defense for a type of guy like Zadina who can just shoot the puck, you know. Unless you're unless you're Ovechkin or Line or Panarin, I mean, you really don't get those shots. You got to be really calculated with, with what you do. So Zadina's got to learn that. But I think I think he's gonna I think he's growing up in our eyes. But I, I just think that. If the Rubbings are gonna go and do something next year, I think they gotta get more puck possession type guys on there. So I think if you could push uh, Goudreau in there, and you push Verona down the second line, uh, Bertuzzi down the second line, 
that gives you two good lines. And then if it's Adina Pops, Rasmussen Pops, you know, you're not relying on them to give you offense anymore. You know, Zadina was on the second line last year, and he wasn't really ready for that role. I mean, when you're going against the, the top six of another team who's way better than you, not going to have a shot. Now, if you're going against their their bottom, their, their you know their bottom six, that could that could help you out really really well. But that's what it is. Well, I think what they've got to do is they've got to put guys in there in the top six that's going to end up pushing guys like Zadina down into the bottom six. To me, Zadina Zadina's not a top six guy to me. Um, he I could think, become that guy, but I he's, don't. He's, he's not. He's not at that level yet. And when you get when you play these guys, when you play Tampa Bay, okay, you're not going against. Uh, Bob Smitherin, you know, you're going against Andre Pilat and Alex Kalorn, and their second line center is Braden Point, or their f- second line center is Stamkos. Like, thank you. That's a that's a nice, that's a nice consolation prize. I get to play these guys. You know what I'm saying? Those are guys that are polished. You know, you go, you, you even even Toronto. You go to Toronto. You know, you got Matt Bunting. You got you got Tavares. You got. I think I think you got to bring on a guy again. You got to bring some rings into that locker room. I don't care if you're talking about your coaching staff. I don't care if you're talking about your players. They got to bring some guys in there. They're going to give some confidence to these younger guys, give some mentorship to them, and and get them where they need to be. How many of these Red Wings right now have a Stanley Cup? How many have a ring? I mean, right. That's my point. None of them. Well, two, two of them. Sunquist and Wallman. Well, I think I don't know. We just brought up and just brought them on. But, it, but here's my, my point. My point is this: top six. They need to get solidify the top six. Period. That's on the story. Like right. that's, that's what they need to do. And but they they need some solid talent. And if you want to call it, you know, puck possession. Okay, I get that. I mean, my God, why don't you just go? I was encouraged by the the power play units they were putting together, right? But yet. Still not able to get us there because we just don't have the offense and our defense is non-existent. So you've got to bring on a solid guy like a Subban on D because you got some really exciting talent coming up. Obviously, you got Cider who's already there. You've got, you know, Edmondson is coming up. You've got um um oh gosh, who's the other one? We got another one coming up in the pipeline. So you got you've got some really good. They got they got guys coming up. Coming they, they up, just, they just need to. You need an anchor, though. My point is, no, you need an anchor, just, and it can't be they, Mo they, Sider. They just need a guy back there, a young guy. Can't bring in old guys, and that's what it comes down to. But... I need think you need. I think you need a veteran, and I think you need one uh, in the top six. And that is the segment for between the whistles, the drubbing segment. We will see you in the next segment. See you then.